0: And welcome to another episode of the FPL Amateurs of Oz podcast. I'm joined by newly appointed co-host, Damo. How are you, mate?
1: Uh, Yeah, not too bad, mate. It's bad. uh, uh, Well, it's a bit of a congratulations to all, isn't it? Uh, Drinking my uh, spiced rum today is a bit of a celebratory drink. And um, yeah, thank you very much for the opportunity to um, present full-time now.
0: No, it's all right. Usually you just work in the computers and the phones, mate, but I thought I'd give you a bit of an upgrade. <laughs> no, nice. <laughs> um, I might get into how this week went for me. It was a quite astonishing, shocking, destroying bit of carnage, bit everything this week, but um, managed to still jag 56 points, which wasn't too bad considering I had uh, Jimenez and Sa who combined for a total of two points together, so... Wasn't so good, but um, thanks to Salah, Ronaldo, Tierney and Rafinha, it sort of got me over the line and captaincy on Salah as well. So not too bad. I did drop a bit in the ranks though. I dropped to 316k, so not great, but, um, yeah, definitely worth um, still sticking with it. So not too far off the top. How did you go, mate?
1: Uh, I ended up finishing a l- oh, just a bit in front of you. I finished on 62, also captain Salah. Uh, my flops. Um, I'm going to talk a bit more about my wild card uh, later, but um, flops being Semedo, uh, Jota, Jota, oh, Jota, 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 Jimenez, Torres. Uh, so a few, few of the. Oh, actually, all four of those came from my wild card. So just shows how good my wild card was going. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> stars being uh, Salah. Uh, St. Max, who I'll sort of talk about later as well, and Ronaldo. Uh, The team, obviously, Sanchez, TAA, Shaw, Semedo, Salah Captain, uh, Jota, uh, Rafinha, uh, Torres, St. Max, Ronaldo and Jimenez. Uh, Obviously, with Gallagher coming on for Torres and Livermento coming on for TAA because he didn't play. So uh, overall points, uh, 380. My rank slightly went down to 99K, uh, just a bit of a fun fact as well. I actually went back and had a look at my original team with the changes that I would have made had I not wildcarded. I, I would have ended up scoring 83, so <laughs> bit a bit of a shocker. In-
0: <laughs> Good voter confidence there, yeah. mate.
1: <laughs> yeah, a bit of a shocker in terms of the wildcard. I sort of. Uh, I have a bit of wildcard regret, but... Um, as we sort of we'll have a chat later, I think when you're when you're doing your wild card, even if you have a shocker in that first week, it's um, you build your wild card for the future. So uh, yeah. even if you don't get that instant success straight away, it's not a bad thing as long as you can capitalize um, in future weeks.
0: Yeah, no, that's it. It's sort of it's more about the long game for your wild card. So you want that at least probably four to five game weeks. So it's not always going to start great, but um, yeah. Well, plenty of weeks left, mate. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, we might get into the Australian Twitter League template courtesy of the FPL Planner. This week, um, we started our team with Sanchez, TAA, Shaw, White, Ailing, captain on Salah, Ben Rama, Jota, Rafinha, Ronaldo, and Bamford. So we end up getting sixty-two points with a hit of eight minus eight. So we had seventy, but yeah, the minus eight left us at sixty-two and Brownhill come onto the field for TAA after he was ruled out. So not a great week. Ranked 2.45 mil for the week and um, dropping from 13.4K overall to 16.5K overall, which isn't too bad. It's doing a lot better than my team anyway, so <laughs> it's not the worst. But, um, yeah, definitely it's, it is interesting to see how the average of all our plays are going each week. Uh, next up, I'll talk about the official FPL Amateurs of Oz League. The top three at the moment is the Kong FPL Planner in first place on four hundred and six points, uh, Isaac FC on three hundred and ninety six, and FPL Mac on three ninety two. Pretty solid scores there still, and FPL Planner continuing his dominance at the top of the ladder there. Um, weekly top score was Brentford JB's on seventy five, which is which is a pretty good um score considering it the carnage that happened this week. Shout out to JB too for the Mares Watch. <laughs>
1: yeah I think he's uh finally got to, uh, Maris, so I don't think we can make too many more Mara's jokes uh, at jB's affair, uh, uh, against JB so that's that's all good. Um, I think we'll uh crack into the week five review and I'm um, first up, I believe. So it was uh Newcastle Leeds. bit of an entertaining one all draw. Uh, with uh, Newcastle, obviously, my pick from uh, Saint maximum last week. Uh, paid off. He ended up scoring eight points. Uh, his run coming up is actually pretty decent. Got Watford, Wolves, Tottenham, and Crystal Palace in the next four. But uh, Newcastle's run between six and game week six and sixteen, other than Chelsea in game week ten, is actually pretty decent. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily look at anyone else other than probably Saint Maximin. Uh, but they do have a decent. A run moving forward. Uh, As for Leeds, it's a bit of a shambles, isn't it? Um, (laughs) Are they actually going to have any fit defenders this week? I'm actually licking my lips uh, given that um, my West Ham boys play them this week and Antonio's back. So uh, I would say say load up on assets that actually play them in the next few weeks. Uh, Now, Leeds actually play West Ham, uh, then Watford, uh Southampton, Wolves and Norwich. So given our wild cards as well, like having a few Wolves players, you know, a lot of people jumped on SAR. It's <laughs> uh it might be some interesting times for Leeds coming up, uh, obviously uh we don't know yet, but potentially Bamford, Ailing and Rafinha are all in potentially injured. So obviously with Harrison and Shurik still being out, Uh, I would almost say avoid all uh, Leeds assets. Even if they come up as fit, um, I just can't see Leeds, one, uh, getting a clean sheet and two, doing anything really. Uh, Do you sort of see anything different or
0: um, are you sort of in the same? No, I've got the same thing written down. Mainly with the defensive assets, I sort of just kept stay away just because they don't look like they'll be keeping clean sheets anytime soon. I know Mesolay in goals is key, uh, like doing his best, but yeah, I couldn't entertain any of the defenders. And then with the Rafinha injury, I've tried to do a bit of research. Apparently it was minor, but mm. I definitely would probably keep a close look and see what the press conferences say, maybe hold trades, trading him out or trading him in until you work out what's going on. And um, I've written down pretty much the same plays as you. saint and I think, is a good shout. I'm actually thinking about whether my patience is wearing thin with Jimenez and getting <laughs> him in. So <laughs> it's going to be an interesting will, decision.
1: Yeah, I will say as well, obviously, the Carabao Cup is coming up this week. So try and hold off uh, making any sort of uh, transfers and as late as, late as possible. Uh, but as I said, if you're going to have Leeds assets, I would say potentially just have the one at this stage and maybe avoid defence.
0: Yeah, I think Bamford is probably the one who's least injured out of all of them. But, Mm. yeah, I just don't know. If if Rafinha is fit, I'd definitely be keeping him. But, yeah, if you don't have Rafinha, I wouldn't be getting him in yet. Just maybe a wait and see, maybe Friday, maybe a last minute change in the morning or something like that. But definitely not. And also I wrote down about the fixtures for Newcastle. They're actually pretty decent apart from that one fixture. So. Definitely would not be telling anyone not to get in St. Maximum or even Wilson if he comes back. So,
1: Yeah, exactly right.
0: Okay, next up we've got Wolves and Brentford. Well, this was a uh, depressing game for me. i would pretty much had all my eggs in one basket for this game. I actually could tell when I was talking to you why the game was on. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimenez, he missed chances. He's been missing chances all season, but he missed one on the weekend that he scored nine times out of ten last year. So. It was pretty disappointing. And then in attack, they just looked disconnected. It was almost like I said to you, they were wearing blindfolds and they were trying to touch and feel where everyone was. It was, it was mm. painful to watch. And then for Samado, I'd definitely hold him and don't sell him. I think just they just didn't play good on the weekend and I think that they can turn that around this week. But, I mean, if you need to get him out, get him out. But I definitely wouldn't at that 4.9. And then I also wrote down Huang. He come on the field, look really lively. They started to actually do more once he was in the game. So, I think after these last two performances, he could be due for a start, especially if they're wanting to spice things up and change things around a bit. So, I could probably see him even coming in for Trin KO out wide. So, definitely one to watch if he does start. So, what about you? Yeah, you I,
1: yeah, yeah. I was going to say um, I completely agree with you. I think Wang um, is probably very close to getting a start, and at five point five probably quite a good budget enabler, but it's a wait and see. Uh, from what I can say about Wolves, a week is a very long time in football. Uh, <laughs> only last week, you know, you and I were talking about, look, I'm going to jump on lead, uh, lead, sorry, um, Wolves assets, you know, the uh, as much as I'm not a huge thing about this, but, you know, their XG is amazing, you know, uh, jump on Traore, jump on this and that, and, like Jimenez is due, I'm not saying that anymore. You know, they don't look good at all. They don't pass the eye test. Uh, you know, you can talk. I think uh, Traore has almost broken the XG um, test per se because, you know, it's off the scales, but he just
0: he can't do anything. Um, he actually did look do, like the best player yeah, in the Wolves' he did, team he, the weekend, but still disappointing.
1: That. Yeah, and that cross, that cross, that was almost a goal. I thought if Jimenez was only a little bit more forward, he would have got onto that, and I think would have been a bit of a different story had that occurred. But it's just, as as you said, they looked very disjointed going forward anyway as well. Uh, as with you, if you have Wolves assets, you hold due to the features. Don't jump off them at this stage. Obviously, have a look come this week, they do play Southampton. I believe it's away, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, it's away. But, you know, I would say hold at least for the next one or two. Then they play Newcastle at home afterwards. So at least for the next two, hold and just see how you go with with them. Um, I've been reading uh, Marcel is potentially going to be rotated the next game. So that might be a watch and see again don't make your transfers early, have a look, try and, uh, you know, find, do do your research, listen to the presses if you can, or obviously, um, you know, jump onto Twitter and do a bit of research in terms of that. Uh, at this stage, I would only really be looking at Jimenez and Semedo, uh, but even then, you know, they might not be sort of any good. But as I said, if you've got Jimenez and Semedo, hold, if you do don't have Wolves' assets, potentially maybe bring one in if you're on your wild card or, you know, you need that sort of cheap uh, player. But um, I would be leaning maybe if I had to pick one Wolves' asset to bring in, Cynado's probably the only one uh, because there are some better budget players up forward that you could, you know, uh, put in, like you say,
0: Max and and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Um, now, I have a few written down for Brentford. Do you have any at all or your mental? No, I, I
0: just more the fixtures. Are just, yeah. yeah. I, I just don't want to get them in. But Tony and, and, and Boimo up front did look very impressive. So
1: Yeah. So, obviously, they've got very tough fixtures coming up. They've got uh, Liverpool, West Ham, Chelsea and Leicester. So, not the best four, But um, they are good from about game, ten, game week 10 onwards. So, for people that still have their wild card uh, – you know, and are thinking of wildcarding around about that game week 8 or 9, you're actually good to bring in some Brentford assets. Uh, as I said, as you said, um, Tony at 6.3, Wembo at 5.5. They've both shown that they're capable. You know, Tony is uh, just the last game You know, in a game that we didn't expect him to do much. Uh, I think he scored 12 points, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, was, and he could yeah. have
1: had more and, and yeah. he could have had more. So I think you, you, in terms of if I'm going to say anything, you're good you from about game week 10 onwards, but potentially you could potentially just hold Tony throughout this period as well if you've got him. You know, if you've got no other issues and your team's looking good, you could potentially hold Tony and just play him in, in the pitches that, you know, you think he might be all right. So obviously Liverpool is going to be tough, but you might play him for West Ham. You might play him for Leicester. So, yeah. So it's sort of uh, it's a bit of a wait. to watch and see. But um, yeah,
0: yeah. No, definitely, i definitely, I agree with that fully. Like you look at Puki last year. They like the last season they're in the Premier League. He he was scoring against Chelsea and scoring against Liverpool. So, yeah. I mean, what's going to hurt you? Put him on the field and he scores two points. Like it's not that big of a deal if you've got you know the two big hitters beside him or even Antonio and one of the yeah. big hitters. So yeah, no. Uh, well, mate. I think. I've- yeah, all
1: good. I think I've got
0: next game, don't I? Um, yeah. So
1: next game was Burnley, Arsenal. Arsenal um, edged out uh, Burnley one 0 I'll start with Burnley. Uh, their fixture turn uh, comes in game week seven through to game week twelve. Uh, they do have Man City and Chelsea in that uh, in that fixture uh, that fixtures wing as well. Uh, so at the moment, they're a bit of a still a bit of an avoid for me. I can't really see. Me bringing in anyone from Burnley, but they do have a little bit of fixture turn coming up soon. Uh, as for Arsenal, uh, I really like Ramsdale. I think, as I've, we've seen in previous weeks, if he is, uh, if he's the starter, it looks like he may be. Um, I think I need to see one more week of, a, of of him starting. You know, three starting three weeks in a row, you can sort of say that he now has he will have the uh, number one mantle. Yeah. I think we you jump you jump on Ramsdale if either A you've got nothing else if you have got two threes and you've got nothing else to do, you could potentially swap out Sanchez for him, yeah. um or B, if you're on if you're on your wild card. Uh, as for the other Arsenal assets that I'm, uh, I'm looking at, White as an enabler, four point four. Um, I would have said Tierney, but he came he came off injured. He's four point four four point nine, but I'm not sure the severity of his injury. Uh, And the only other one is the goal scorer, Odegaard. I think um, at 5.5, again, he has the potential with their fixtures, he has the potential to probably be the shining light of that Arsenal team. Uh, But uh, I want to see maybe another week of it before we sort of look and, again, I'll talk about this later sort of thing, but like in that 5.5 mould. But um, he looks good to me.
0: Yeah, no, he did actually, he did play a good game. He, he didn't have a lot of shots, but he was very creative. So definitely don't mind that shout. Um, I sort of went similar. I didn't, with Burnley, I haven't really wrote anything down that they're, they're bad to watch. They don't have, I guess, great assets, but they're still hanging in game. So <laughs> there could be some interest, but yeah, I don't think I'll be going anywhere near Burnley this year unless, um Yeah. Don't know. (laughs) I won't be there at all Um, with Arsenal. I did write down Tierney and Tomiyasu. I think Tierney went off the field with cramping, apparently. So I don't know how bad that is. Whether that's just him trying to hide what really happened, but yeah, only cramping. So hopefully he is back this week. Um, Tomiyasu also he played pretty good as well. I know that four point five. Definitely is a good shout to have, even as your fifth option on your team. If you want to, instead of going the four or the four point one, maybe just spend a bit extra and go up to that four point five. And Ramsdale, I think, if like you did, like I did, in early in the season, and run the two budget options, you could really do Ramsdale and Sanchez from Brighton and just interchange depending on matchups. If you know that might be an option for you. And I also wrote down Aubameyang as well. At 9.9, he is a bit more expensive than the likes of Bamford and DCL, but he he should be scoring a lot better than he is. He missed a few chances. He put laid the ball on a platter for a few plays and they missed. So I could actually see him hauling, getting some big scores the next couple of weeks of their easy fixtures. And then this week they play Spurs, so I could see him getting a goal or two against them for sure.
1: And as I um,
0: have a look at the FPL website here,
1: he isn't even flagged, So I think maybe you're right. I think it was just precautionary, um, with him. Uh, so he might, he actually might be a shout at
0: 4.9. Yeah. Apparently I'd had to come out and said that the field was quite hard and that it was cramping, but yeah, who knows the professional footballs. I didn't know that that was a thing, but (laughs) (laughs) anyway, next match up, we have Liverpool and Palace. Um, this was a good and bad watch for me. Um, Gallagher almost got off the mark early for an assist to Zaha and it was cleared off the line by the loophole keeper. So I was kind of up from the couch cheering when I saw that. But um, disappointing for Joda. I'll call him Joda because that's what we call him on the podcast. He missed two absolute sitters. I, when I say sitters, I mean like they were horrible. So any owners that were sitting there watching that must be very disappointed because... Usually you don't expect you don't expect the same return from Joda as you do from say Solar, but when you see the chances he missed, yeah, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. So um Gallagher looked pretty good in patches and I reckon he's still a great pick up at five point six as well. But apart from that, I didn't really write much down. That's about it for me. Anything you'd yeah, like to add on that? Yeah,
1: well, as for me, uh, obviously TAA was, it was an illness, it said it, said, they said it wasn't COVID-related, so I'd assume he'd be back this week. Um, I've written potentially a double defence might be a way to go for uh, for Liverpool. Looking at their fixtures, they've got Brentford, uh, Man City, which is a tough one, but they've got Watford, Man United and Brighton. So it's sort of one good, one bad game, but it's Liverpool. You know, <laughs> Liverpool are a very good side, so I can't see them I can't see them losing many of those games, and even, even if they do, like I can potentially see a couple of nil-nil draws, especially with Man United as well. So, you know, did we have a look at the TAA BBD double up uh, down back? You know, it might be worth looking
0: to... at. I think Van yeah, Dyke so... is six point five, but I guess mm. when you look in, what's Cancelo? He's about six and a half, isn't he? He's six. No, Kensella's six. So. Oh, okay. Uh, obviously, it,
1: it, it's a it's a bit of money down back, but you know you sort of you, you pay for equality players. So sort of being like, um, that's why you know TA is one of the most expensive um uh, defenders in the game at seven point five sort of thing. Obviously, I said didn't play this week, but he's you know he's quality when he plays. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, I'm still I'm still high on the Liverpool triple up, but I'm probably leaning more towards sort of the double up down back. Um, I will So we'll cover this later in the questions, but what do we do with Joda? Not many options currently in the in midst to replace him, but again, we'll talk more about that a bit later. And as with you, uh, with Palace, the only Palace player to pick up at this stage is Gallagher. As you said, 5.6. His fixtures um, he's, are sort of up and down until about game week nine, but um, as with you know, with with people that are sort of, I think some or most people we sort of wild carding around about that game like seven or eight, so I would throw him in as as an option. He's, you know he did look good like there, he he was good in patches uh, playing against Liverpool. So come next week when when they play uh, Brighton, I expect a few goals out of him. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, might be a might be shout, especially this week. So um, yeah,
0: definitely, yeah. Like he could, he almost is like an exception to the rule of fixture difficulty. Like he didn't yeah. get a return against Liverpool, but he looked like he was ready to try do something and get a return. So
1: yeah, and I think as I said at five
0: point six, he's cheap
1: enough to have sort of on your on your bench and then playing for those uh, those. Uh, easier fixtures as well. So, you know, it is an option. Um, I'll take the next game. So it was uh, Man City and Southampton. A uh, little draw, which was a very, very interesting that uh, Southampton held City to a draw. Uh, looking at Man City assets, I'm looking at sort of defence in terms of um, uh, City uh, yeah. You know, there's there's been talks, do we go Diaz over Cancelo? Looking at this week in particular, centre-backs did fairly well in the league in general. Like, you, you had uh, Diaz that played well, Rudiger kicked a goal, uh, VVD had an attacking return as well. You know, these centre-backs, they're they nailed. You know, like, they... Uh, the ones that I've mentioned, they are that little bit more expensive. You know, Ruggers 5.5, VVD 6.5, Diaz 6. But yeah, do we sort of factor in, given what happened on the weekend with the absolute carnage that happened to some of our teams? Yeah. Do we go for that nailedness over the potential over, you know, rotation? It's a bit of a risk-reward. Uh, with City, it's just too much Pep Roulette for me uh, in terms of their midfield. I'm keeping an eye on Gundagan Gun. gun, to gun. Uh, don't know if I said that right, but he looked <laughs> all right in the in in the, that game against uh, Southampton. Uh, Jesus as well, but I'm not bringing in any city assets at the moment. Yeah. Uh, it's just Pep Just pepper kills you, you know. Like I've got Torres, and uh, you know, I sort of I didn't. Not that I didn't expect him to start. I, I would I would have hoped that he started for this game. But yep. um, even then, I would have hoped that potentially he'd come on a bit later, and given that it was Southampton, at least get some sort of return. But obviously, didn't start at all. So, um, as for Southampton, they've uh, good fixtures are coming in the game week six to twelve. They've got some very good fixtures. It's just Chelsea in game week seven, which is uh, going to be tricky for them. Yep. Uh, if you don't have Livramento at four point one, I would almost say he's a must own.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially,
1: yeah, yeah, especially on sort of people on wildcard. But even if not on wildcard, you know, as a downgrade, he's uh, he's going to be good. I I think in terms of um, returns, I think they're just around the corner, and you can plug him in. Like even this week, uh, Southampton are playing Wolves. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I would go either two ways <laughs> that one. Exactly right. Exactly right. But um, you know, Southampton playing at, at home this week, so you might even start him this week. Uh, as for uh, as for a couple of other players for Southampton, I've got El Yunusi. Uh, I, I said I don't have said that one right. He's got a differential. It. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna talk about him a bit more in the, in the differentials part because he's one that I've sort of keeping my eye on. Uh, yeah. And then up forward, uh, Adam Armstrong at six He's uh obviously you know up forward. He's good for a pre wild card pick. So obviously next week's game week six, as I said, a lot of people will be got sort of wild card in that game week seven or eight. He's yeah. one that, you know, you might plug in for a week and he might, you know, he might go a Saint Max and score, you know, one or two goals, whatever the case may be, and yeah. you pick up those points
0: and then you move on from him. So No, definitely, yeah, definitely in that category with Saint Maxim and also, yeah. even, um Ivan Tony. So, yeah, definitely good shout yeah. he, he does pass the eye test, but, yeah, just haven't seen a return from him yet. But, obviously, he was pretty close on the weekend, so could be next week. Um I wrote down Grelish and Cancelo. I think if I was going to go anyone from City, it would be Grelish at the moment just because he looks nailed in at that spot. He's played every single game. He's played a full game every week. So... I don't think anyone's taken his spot. I think if KDB does come back, he takes someone else's spot. But who knows? Pep could uh, have a plan up his sleeve to fool everyone and take Grelish out as soon as KDB's back. So <laughs> you never know. Um, Redan Cancelo, I think the upside of the attacking return is probably enough for me to go him over Diaz. But depending on what they do once they get deep in his Champions League run, whether they start resting or um, rotating so... Not sure. I, for me, I'm probably not going to have any city assets till I realise what's going to be going on once they're deep into this Champions League campaign. But another player I wrote down was Edison in goals. He could be a nice asset to own at 6.0 to sort of buy into that defensive line and just get you clean sheets and save points every week. So a bit more of a safer option for people that want some city assets but don't want to have the risk of waking up and your players on the bench. So... Definitely that. And I just wrote down Livramento is a must regardless of fixtures. You just need to have him on his side. at 4.2. I think he is now. Is he? Oh, I
1: think he's still, might be
0: still four. Uh, let me check.
1: Uh, he is 4.1. So he's yeah,
0: still 4.1. 4.1. Yeah, definitely a great price there. And he did actually do a few good things, made a couple of good runs. So definitely worth keeping. Um, next up, we got Norwich and Watford. Um, I'll give you a little shout out to a fellow. Uh, manager from the FPL Amateurs community called Brady. He messaged me uh, early on Saturday at lunchtime saying, I didn't hear enough about Sarah on your podcast. He's going to haul this week and you're going to thank me later. So <laughs> I messaged him and I said, oh, we'll see, mate. And um, yeah, he hauled. <laughs> he had a good return, especially for all the owners that brought him in. I thought him and Dennis were pretty good. Uh, looked pretty good. Dennis played out wide. He was playing up front at the start of the year, but it looks like now they're going to play King up front and have him out wide. Which I think he looked better out wide. So definitely, when Watford's fixtures do turn, I would definitely be looking at Dennis as a Dennis and Sar together as a duo. If um that tickles your fancy, having double Watford. Um for Norwich, I wrote down Sargent. I was on a space the other day and there was a Norwich person on there just talking about his players. And he did say if Sargent gets a start in the Premier League, he is probably going to be one of those, like the uh, Pookie from the other year, he can actually find the goals. And he scored, I think on his debut, he scored two goals in the League Cup. So he actually didn't look too bad. He missed a couple of chances, but I think it's 5.4. So at that price, you could have him as that third option as an enabler. But, I mean, it is... um, the other option in Puki is probably the better option and proven. But if you are looking for a bit of differential, Sergeant is definitely a pick that you could watch for the next couple of weeks and see if he's worth bringing in or not. Um, and I'll uh, just bid a uh, fair goodbye to my mate, uh, Kenny McLean. Um, it's been fun, mate, but um, I'm jumping off. You're a good uh, soccer player, but not a good FPL player. So I'm going to have to let that lay to rest. Um, anything else that you'd like to add on that,
1: mate? Uh, look, just want to add. Uh, Norwich uh, fixtures, great between uh, game week six and 14, uh, except for game week nine, which they play Chelsea. It's a bit of a recurring theme with a couple of these ones where Chelsea's the uh, team to look out for in terms of the the harder fixture. Uh, I think Williams, 4.0 nailed, uh, playing on that sort of fullback position, good, good to have uh, if you want to play sort of the three, five uh, two setup. I think that's right. Yeah, free yeah. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, to, you I'm made me uh, speak there for uh, a minute, mate. Yeah, no, all good. But uh, so yeah, so having sort of like Williams and and Livermento as your sort of uh, D four and D three uh, at D five are probably a good option. Uh, as you've sort of mentioned, you've already touched on Puki and Sargent. Sargent actually had uh, written down for differentials as well, being, uh, at, at five point four, which we'll sort of touch on a bit later. Yeah. Uh, as for Watford, um, there's some interesting ones there. Obviously, you've mentioned, Dennis. Um, even though King did have those two assists and 10 points, I don't really see King as an option uh, per se. I uh, I think with Watford, um, they're not – again, they've got some uh, – other than Saar, I wouldn't be looking at anyone other than, than Saar in terms of um, options. Yeah. Uh, if – you're looking at Dennis it's to be more of an enabler. Yeah, I mean, it's so, five point two. so. Yeah, yeah, and I think King might be a little more, more King might be 5.5 for Yeah, I'm
0: pretty sure. Uh,
1: the only other one in terms of Watford is Fostart, 4.0. He did get a start uh, over the weekend, uh, and, you know, that's something that, like, we're going to sort of keep an eye on, obviously, uh, more so for people on wildcards to have that, if you can have that 4.0 goalkeeper that starts, you can potentially play that um, sort of you play the 4.0 keeper in the more favourable fixtures. Like, so let's just say you do a Foster Sanchez set up. Um, yep. But it's a sort of a wait and see. I think if you're on wild card, you might just
0: throw them in. If not, you probably avoid. Yeah, no, definitely. I think you've covered that pretty well. And uh, any final words on McLean, mate, or are you happy to see him go as well? <laughs> uh, you know what? I would laugh if he hauls this week. Yes. <laughs> you you've bid,
1: you bid a farewell to him, so you can't claim, any, claim him anymore. So. Bit of a parting gift, I reckon. <laughs> um, I think I've got the next game. So it was Villa, uh, Villa f- uh, 3-0 against Everton, which was really surprising. But uh, Everton's got a bit of an injury crisis at the moment. So... I'll talk about Villa first and then sort of move into Everton. Villa have got some pretty good fixtures coming up between game 8 and 13. Ming uh, might be a shout. I know he's a centre back, but he might be a shout at um, 5.0, especially if Villa can keep those sort of cleans. Um, Cash, I think he's a 5.0 as well. He was playing as a wing back on the weekend, Um, had a bit of a big return as well. So, you know, they, they. they might be decent in terms of def- um, defensively. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I do have Bailey written down at six point four. He's potentially now injured, but yep. he was everywhere in that game, uh, and I sort of had a look at him for a while. If he if he wasn't potentially in, injured, I probably would have had him in uh, either the differential or a player to watch. And I think once he does come back, he's one that at six point four. I might even um, – will probably definitely be getting him when he's back because he actually looks pretty decent.
0: He did have uh, big rats as, coming into the league as well. So. Yeah. I think mean, it's just taken him a, yeah. few, a few weeks to find his feet. Yeah, exactly. Um, As for uh, Everton,
1: massive injury crisis at the moment, you know. Uh, they they had a 4.0 playing keeper. Uh, I don't know. I think their keeper's actually out for three weeks. So They're another one that uh, – I know've they've, they've actually got some good fixtures, so their 4.0 keeper might actually be worth a shout given they play, uh well they play Norwich which is the, they're probably the easiest fixture They're man United West Ham Watford uh, wolves. So I would assume that their 4.0 keeper plays probably the next two or three. so again, I wouldn't necessarily be bringing him in, but if you're on your wild card, and you want to plug in a uh, 4.0 keeper, he might be worth a shout. Um, yep. Looking at Rondon as well, up forward, 6.0. If DCL and Rich, are, uh, well, obviously DCL is out for the next two to three. I don't know um, how long Rich will be out for. I think if I'm not mistaken, they said two to three as well. Yeah, I He think might it be is. another one of those, yeah, he might be in one of the, another one of those uh, like Armstrong types that, You might plug in for a few weeks before you wildcard as well. Looking at, uh, you know, the hype players that we had last week and uh, I think every second team had either one of Gray or Decoray, I would say if you've got Gray or Decoray or both, I don't know why you'd have both, but (laughs) (laughs) you... Or you pick. I think you pick one or the other. Yes. Yeah, I think obviously you write out the fixtures uh, and just see how you go with them. But as sort of I pointed out last week, this is the reason you pay the big bucks for the players. You know, you in terms of uh, you, you know your five point five players, there wasn't too many five point five players that actually hauled in that mid uh, this week. So I think if you've got uh, evident Assets, you hold, uh, especially Gray, Decorade, because they can still haul again, but uh, I wouldn't be necessarily bringing them in.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I've I've written down some of the similar plays to you. I sort of went as a bit of a differential to look at in the next uh, couple of weeks once Phil's fixtures turn is Watkins. I think out of him and Ings, if you're choosing between the two, I think Watkins actually looks the better. And at 7.3, I think he might be a shout once their fixtures do turn. And they are looking like they're wanting to play Ings and Watkins up front or even play Watkins out wide in a sort of attacking left midfield. So definitely worth keeping an eye on. And with Everton, with these injuries, I'd probably be looking at Gray a bit more closely now just because he might get a bit more bore and be a bit more focused. But, yeah, outside him and um, Jacore, I don't think I'd be having any other assets out of Everton. But Anyway, um and Richarlison I just had a look um looks like he's out to after the international break so yeah, definitely if you do have Richarlison I wouldn't be holding him he's not a player you would sort of want on your bench just to sit there so definitely be getting yeah, him. and even
1: and even so with Richarlison if he does go if he does go to, on internationals upon return he's probably going to have to quarantine so he's a he's a trade out.
0: Definitely. Um next up we had a uh, Brighton to Leicester. I did not see this game going 2-1 to Brighton but they actually have been pretty good at home, so I guess there's no surprise to other people that they did actually uh, get some points in this game. I ripped down Cucurella. Um, he actually looked quite impressive. He was probably not. Un- he was unlucky probably to not get an assist. He uh, put a few good balls into the penalty area there. That I think it was their goal. It got passed by someone else, and they got the assist. But it was all Cucurella with his first ball into that box. And um, I think at 5.0, he's probably a bit too premium priced for a fullback where where there are better options. But I think if you did want a differential, he might be worth a shout, especially when their uh, fixtures are decent as well. So um, Ricardo Pereira is the only option that I'd probably have at Leicester at the moment till I see a bit more an attack outside Vardy. I thought that he was he was unlucky not to get an assist for their goal. He set it all up down the wing and then played the 1-2, but... The final ball that got played to Vardy was from someone else, so he didn't get the assist. But definitely if you're looking at an option at 5.5 as a fullback, he's going to get a return attacking, and he's also, when they do keep a clean sheet, he's going to haul. So definitely worth a shout. Is there anyone you'd like to touch on, mate?
1: Yeah, um, obviously with Brighton, I actually tipped Brighton. <laughs> I think uh, Leicester's and uh, Leicester's not the Leicester that they were last year and in previous years. Uh, I think Duffy is a shout at 4.3. He's had a price rise of 4.2 on the weekend. So I I think Duffy is a shout um, down back. Uh, I'm actually really looking at Trossard. I like the way Trossard is going about it. I think I shouted him out uh, a week so I think it might be a few weeks ago,
0: actually. No, it was last Uh, week. uh, Last
1: week, yeah. So, uh, and I, I think as I'd said, I need to see a little bit more from him, and I think I have now. Uh, so he's one that I would be looking at uh, bringing in. He is a, a differential. Again, I'll talk more about him in the differentials part. As for yeah. Leicester, uh, <laughs> as for Leicester uh, I was going to say Vestergaard, so I've sort of <laughs> put those together. Uh, Vestergaard is centre-back at 4.9, but, again, uh, you know, are Leicester going to keep cleans? Uh, so I've written him down but it might be a bit too expensive. I think there are other options that are cheaper or at the same price you jump on before him. uh, As for Leicester's midfield, if you want someone from Leicester, because, again, their fixtures are great. Uh, I think in terms of the rankings, they're the second best um, in terms of uh, easiness, even in saying that. You know, they (laughs) hadn't really playing to that, that potential. But um, looking at Tielemans, Barnes, Madison, I sort of grouped them all, all three of them together. Uh, If you're going to have a Leicester asset, it's one of those. You don't double up on Leicester. I think if you're going to have anyone, it'll be one of those. But, again, it's a wait and see to see who breaks through with their easier fixtures. You know, they've got some good fixtures between 6 and 18, uh, game week 6 and 18, so it's a long stretch uh, with only two hard fixtures in there. So I think if you're gonna have someone, probably gonna be one of those three. Vardy, ten point four. I think it, it, it's he's a bit of a part. He's a he's a pass. You know, there's look Vardy. You're looking at Vardy at ten point four. He's almost at Lukaku man. So you can't. I don't. I can't justify having Vardy in my side where you know four point nine or you know four a little bit more you can grab Lukaku. You know, there's only three spots in the forward. So I can't see myself bringing him, even though I think he does score a few goals. Uh, If I'm going to have someone in that price range, it's going to be Lukaku over him anyway. Uh, And that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, the only way I'd see anyone having Vardy in was trying a bit (laughs) of differential or really wanting to buy into that Leicester attack and, the other options are too inconsistent and, you know, with Vardy, you know what you're going to get pretty much. So I could see some people getting that 10.4 and getting him in, but if you are looking at the Lukaku's and the Ronaldo's and stuff, you're probably not going to have Vardy in there.
1: No.
0: Um, next up, we've got the West Ham menu. I uh, might let you go first, mate, just because I've already got my win today. So I'll let you have <laughs> win go
1: the oh, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Um, well, it was an interesting game. <sighs> Reffing was pretty shocking in it. Uh, I reckon reckon, um, the Ronaldo owners would be absolutely up in arms because he could have had anything in that game. He could have had two or three goals um, or two two or three penalties, really. Uh, But, uh, look, in terms of West Ham, I wouldn't be jumping on anyone defensively. West Ham are great in the front third. They're attacking, but I think they're always going to concede uh, a goal. So in terms of uh, defensive-wise, I don't think we're going to keep clean. like we're going to win games, but I don't think we're going to keep clean. So I, I wouldn't be really jumping on any defensive uh, assets in terms of West Ham. Our yeah. fixture run to come, Leeds, Brentford, Everton, Tottenham, Villa. Then we've got uh, Liverpool and Wolves. So. We've actually got a decent picture run to come. It's not that uh, if bad you've got from ben,
0: attacking no, play.
1: and that's exactly right. Like if you've got Ben Rama, I think you hold him. Uh, uh, look, next week we play Leeds. If you've got the Ben rama Antonio double up, which unfortunately I don't have anymore. <laughs> but if you've got that, you're licking your lips because they could have two or three goals between them. Like Antonio's a captaincy so shout this week uh yeah. if you if you're looking at other players in that sort of price range you know Bowen and Fɔnals they're both nailed at uh, 6.3 and 6.0 respectively i think out of those four players they will bob up with goals in the next you know the next two or three games yeah. uh the big one if you're going to pick one from West Ham because i wouldn't at this stage i wouldn't have a triple up on West Ham Potentially double up with Antonio and Ben Rama, but if you're going to pick one, it's Antonio. At yeah, seven point sure. nine, he's a captain material. The next two games, you know, Leeds is there for the taking. Uh, Brentford, well, if they play anything from, like uh, the game they played this week, we might be in trouble. But um, uh, look, I, I think we beat. I think we win the next, at least the next two games. Uh, yeah. And Antonio is a shout. Uh, in in terms of um, uh, captaincy material. Uh, as for, do you want to talk about Man U since it's your yeah, team I'll, and then i will jump on?
0: Yep, definitely. Um, I think Ronaldo is the best attacking asset. Like, as you mentioned, if the penalties, even if outside the penalties, he had three chances which forced him. If it wasn't for uh, your goalkeeper, mate, I think he would have had another three goals. <laughs> so... Yeah. I think he is the best asset. I mean, I did see a few chances from Bruno that he just missed, but I think now is the time to definitely be on Ronaldo and get off Bruno. If if that I mean you could be a Bruno Truefer, so you don't want to get off, but as a Man United fan, Ronaldo looks like the most likely to get a return every match, and it's pretty consistent. He's getting about three or four chances a game. So he's not how, not very often is he going to miss those.
1: How unlucky were Bruno owners? uh not getting the assist for the ronaldo for the ronaldo goal on a, on a goal on a technicality
0: see that's weird because in the liverpool game i swear the person who did the exact same thing got the assist but yeah
1: yeah i think because it came off the keeper sort of ronaldo actually assisted his own goal <laughs> I think that's, which which i don't think they give points a bonus points for so it's a bit unlucky in terms of um in, in terms of uh, bruno owners
0: yeah. No, uh, but, yeah. Definitely. And I've also um, – I'll touch on Shaw as well. He um, is probably worth getting out maybe that game week seven, game week eight, if you're wanting to move on to a Chelsea asset or even game week nine, you could maybe move to a Man City asset. But, yeah, I probably wouldn't hold him just because I don't think they're going to be keeping a lot of clean sheets after the game week seven. And um, I'll mention just Ben Rama and hours I thought Fornauz actually had a pretty good game. So, at yeah, that 6.0 might be a differential pick if you're wanting to double up on the um, assets from West Ham. Like, if you don't want to go the Ben Rama and Antonio, I could definitely see a lot of Fornells and Antonio. But anything else you'd like to add on to that, mate?
1: Oh, I'll just add a couple more things. One about West Ham, one, then one about Man U. I just want to say, like, obviously, I have followed my um, West Ham uh, quite, you know, quite intently. People that are looking at Vlasic at this stage... Don't jump on him. I think at this stage with Vlasic, he's going to be, he's going to play a massive part in our Europa, uh, like our Europa bid sort of thing. Uh, And I think he starts a lot of Europa games. He potentially starts league games. Uh, Oh, as in, not league games, sorry, you know what I mean, um, Carabao Cup uh, games. But I don't think he actually starts uh, in, in league games at the moment. Other than sort of injury and all that kind of stuff. So if you're sort of thinking about Vlasic, maybe lean towards, you know, your Ben Ramas or Bowen's, Bornals rather than him. Uh, As for uh, Manu, the only other player I want to touch on, as you said, Shaw, I think you'll jump off Shaw at this stage. Game week seven to eleven are all red fixtures for Man United. Yeah, uh, I think it's an e- I think it's an easy switch to Rudiger. Uh, as I said, the theme of this game week just, that just passed was, in terms of centre backs, probably looking at the way to go compared to uh, your full backs. But yeah. uh, and you know, I, I can't I can't not mention Lingard. Ding Lingard, <laughs> mate. Lingard, absolutely. And it was actually funny because I was watching the game and I'm like, Lingard is going to come on and kick the winning goal. I just, I had that sinking feeling the entire game. Then when, when the double, uh, you know, the double change happened and Lingard came on, I'm like, he's going to score. He's gonna, he's gonna right. score, and then obviously it happened,
0: and then we missed our penalty. But, uh, but yeah, so, it was, but you know,
1: it was an entertaining
0: game. It was a very entertaining no, game. It was. Quite, I quite. I sort of was a bit disappointed that Antonio wasn't playing. So I think it would have been an absolute cracking game if he had to play because yeah. it would have made Man United sort of have to open up and try score a few more goals.
1: I think um, if if Antonio played, I think we're looking at either a draw. Uh, or
0: potentially
1: a West Ham wing, but obviously we won't know it out until <laughs> until we play you guys at a actually we play you guys next week in the Carabao Cup.
0: So oh, if Antonio
1: gets up yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough.
0: We might close up Chelsea and Spurs. Oh, oh yeah. yeah Chelsea and Spurs. I this will be quick for me, so you can just jump on the back of me. Yeah I've just good. written down Alonzo I think he could be the better option outside of Lukaku and outside of Rhys James. I think between him and Rhys James, I know they're on opposite sides, but the way Alonso's playing, I don't think he's losing his spot to Chilwell. I think Chilwell might just have to play um, Champions League and Cup games till Alonso starts to – sort of his form starts to dip. But I think if you're going between him and Rhys James, I think I'd nearly be going to Alonso, So, mm. And uh, Spurs, I've – Really don't want anything to do with them until they get out of this rough patch. I just couldn't entertain anyone in that team at the moment, not even Regulon. So that's it for me, mate. Jump on that.
1: Yeah, I was going to say with Spurs, I'm I'm not entertaining anyone from Spurs. Like their next three, Arsenal, Villa, Newcastle, promising, but I can't I can't justify getting there on Spurs at the moment. Uh, As for Chelsea, I think at the moment uh, it's no one from midfield sort of stood out for me at the moment. So it's probably defence. In uh, Rudiger and Alonso, that I'm looking at, uh, you know, potentially jump on Rudiger, but I might not be able to avoid that sort of Alonso, uh, you know, the Alonso trend anymore. Like, he, he just looks nailed. So, and at 5.7, again, worth a shout. Uh, other than that, like, my question is now that uh, we've, uh, we, we saw Chelsea obliterate Tottenham 3 0. Lukaku wasn't on the the score sheet. Like, if, you know, if if, if you wake up, uh, you know, wake up and see Chelsea 1-3 now, it's like, oh, how, how many goals did Lukaku score? You know, <laughs> when I found out it was zero, you sort of go, oh, so do you sort of, and looking at Cristiano Ronaldo sort of banging in goals for fun, do we now keep uh, Ronaldo and not go Lukaku in game week seven just see how we go? So, and a I know we're going to be talking a little bit. I think, I believe we're talking a little bit about that in um, the questions anyway.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely one of those things where I would think, from what I saw, Lukaku probably should add a few assists, but his midfielders <sighs> couldn't finish. So, but yeah, if I, you I are think... comparing him and Ronaldo, you know when United are going to be scoring, whether it's against Liverpool or against Brentford, mm. Ronaldo's either going to be involved in the goal somehow whether it's going to be assisting or scoring so I think for me you wouldn't be silly to keep Ronaldo to maybe week nine and then maybe make that yeah. switch to Lukaku but I mean you could just keep Ronaldo the whole way through but yeah
1: I, th- I think you keep Ronaldo until Lukaku starts banging in then, then you may do the swap but even even then if you even if you go without Lukaku I
0: um don't see that as a bad thing anyway yeah, definitely. Well, we might get on differentials. um, Pretty quick for me, I've got Aubameyang from Arsenal, 2.2% and $9.9 million, I think. If you don't want to go to Vardy or to Lukaku and you don't want to sort of hang around that Bantford DCL range, I think over the next few weeks, he could be an actually good shout to get a good return for a few matches, I think. It's, it's almost like it's coming. It's like the same as Traore, except you know that Aubameyang has history that he can put the ball in the back of the net. So definitely worth a good shout. And I had He Chen Wang from um, Wolves as well. I think he's a good shout as well if he does get that start because they're going to have to start changing things because they just look real stiff in attack. So at 2.4% and 55 I think he could be a good shout as well.
1: Yeah, and for me, uh, as I've sort of touched on earlier, I've got Trossard, 6.4%. Uh, he's 0.9% owned. Got Crystal Palace, Arsenal and Norwich next. Yep. Uh, again, I think he's a, a good shout, and hopefully this time next week I'll be uh, two for two or uh, three for three in terms of uh, differentials <laughs> nailed. Um, the other one I want to throw out there is Al Yusini. He did score a goal uh, in game week three. I think he's nailed it at, 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 and at that 5.5 um, uh, midfield. He's also 0.1% owned, so if you want a really maverick Shout out to the to the Mavericks, <laughs> um, the Mavericks Pod. I think he's uh, actually a pretty decent player with some good um, fixtures coming up. So, you know, if Lusny gets on the score sheet uh, come next week, I'll be uh, I'll be loving it, uh, picking uh, <laughs> a, a, another differential there.
0: Sounds like another McLean, mate. He could be. <laughs> Except, you know, t- hopefully he scores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, actually, I like your Trossard um, shout. He's mm. on free kicks as well, so makes him a bit yeah. more um, entertainable as well. Defiable. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: A um, few players to watch. I just put down Cucurella, I think. If you're wanting to pay that 5.0 and a, a player that gets down the wing, he did play midfield last season in the Spanish League, so he, he is quite handy going forward. And I ripped down Sargent as well at 0.1%. If he starts to bring in goals with their good fixture run, I think it could be a good shout as that third option to enable you to get in the sort of better price forwards.
1: Yeah, and I've got um, Wembo at 5.5 when their fixtures turn, when Brentford's fixtures turn. And uh, I've also got Bailey in there. He's 0.8% owned. Uh, he's one to watch if he can break through and start. I love this game. So not for now, but uh, when he does start, I think he's got potential.
0: Yeah, no, nah, definitely. It's a good shout. He do- does have the pedigree from previous seasons overseas. So, he, once he finds his feet, he could be a good shout, I reckon. Um, we'll go to the injury updates. It's sort of, it'll probably be pretty quick on this just because it's early in the week mm-hmm. and they haven't sort of talked into it. But from what I've heard about uh, Rafinha, um, it could be a bit of a game time management. So, they might bring him off after 60 minutes like they did on the weekend just to manage it, or he could be out. But should know more closer to Friday. And Tierney, apparently was cramping, so he should be good to play. Wilson, he could feature this week, but I don't think it's positive in him playing this week. But I would reckon he'll be back next week at the latest, I'd yeah. say. And uh, that's and about all I've got at the moment.
1: I was going to say, with mine, I think the only ones I'm really looking at uh, are obviously your leads. Assets, but I think given that Bielsa, he's always Bielsa's always been a straight shooter. So if Ailing and Rafinha uh, are going to be out, he'll tell us in the in the press conference. So I think we just wait and see with with them and see if they play the Carabao Cup, uh, and then we sort of make our moves from that point.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I might get on to uh, some advice. I sort of won't offer too much. I mean, I had a pretty shit house week, but. <laughs> if you are, <laughs> if you are playing your wild card like I did, it's best to maybe give it a f- three to four week sample size before you start making massive changes. Because when you do make that wild card, you kind of want to have a bit of a, a vision for a five week sample size. So you're going to keep those plays yeah. for that five weeks. So, and anyone yeah, who has used it, um, yeah, I'd definitely be looking to the future and maybe doing that five weeks and trying to get plays in that you can keep for those five weeks at least. Barring any injuries. So. Yeah.
1: yeah, you don't wild card for one week, you wild card for the long term. So, you know, you brought in those plays for a reason. So stick to, stick with them uh, for at least that sort of three three four week stretch and just see how yep. you go. Uh, in terms of my general advice, obviously with a 3 that a lot of people are talking about, uh, when you're bringing in those 5.56 players, uh, uh, like Bray's, like your Decore's, or like your Gallagher's and Traoros, they, they all blanked this week. So don't, uh, again, I would highly advise people don't go that freemium model yeah. uh, because you're bringing in players that, you know, on their day, yeah, you know, like Gallagher can bang, Gray can bang, Decore can bang, but then you, you might have weeks where they all score two points. And, yeah. uh, and then obviously, you know, you're paying big bucks Lukaku, who also blanked then you're staring at a, you know, a 20 or a 30. Yeah. Uh, so, as I said, balance, balance is the way, like, especially this weekend, you know, I I had that sort of balanced team and I ended up going too, too deep in my bench. So yeah. uh, I think, yeah, so if you have that sort of balanced team, I think that's the way to go. Uh, and the only other thing that I've got here is obviously with the goalkeeper issues, you know, you've got Mendy Pickford, uh, like and I, I think I've gone a little bit different to you in terms of I would say just stick to your 4.5 players in that goalkeeping position, you know, yeah. your rams McCarthy's got some good fixtures coming up if you're looking at uh, another 4.5 midfielder, um, if yeah. you're a goalkeeper. Uh, and then obviously have a look at players that are 4.0 that potentially might be player, your Fosters, your Begovic, and just have them uh, on the back burner as well.
0: Yeah. No, that's de- definitely good. Like I'm a big fan of uh, spending less in your your goalkeeper position, just because you're almost banking on a clean sheet every week. And you know, in mm. football, is you know, it's not guaranteed every week. So
1: yeah, and and goalkeepers are almost irrelevant. They're not irrelevant to the game because obviously, you know, you want to get those clean sheets and things like that. But you want to spend more on your needs and your forwards rather yeah. than your defence.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Um, We might get on to the next segment is shit the bed. Um, I'll go with um, Jota this week. I guess it's not as bad as, I guess, a blank as, say, like a Salah or a Lukaku, but when you look at the chances he had that he shoot, like it was harder for him to miss those chances than it was to score him. And when people are getting him in and banking on, you know, Liverpool got a good fixture and then he shows up and misses those two chances, yeah. Very disappointing, so I had to put him on the shit list this week. What about you, mate? You're going to laugh at this, but I've got the whole
1: wolf side <laughs> that shit the bed because, because you know, we all, we all jumped on the wolves train. Like, you now I'll put my hand up and say I jumped on that wolf's train and they absolutely shit the bed this week. So, you know, and now people are starting to jump off. So, yep, they completely shit the bed this week.
0: No, definitely. I I had a lot of shit in my team, mate. There was shit everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. Next up, we'll go the mailbag questions. Um, Should be pretty quick. A lot of them are pretty easy to answer. There might be a couple Mm -hmm. I have to elaborate on. But what do we do with Jota and Torres? Um, I'd probably keep Jota for another week just because he did get the chances and he probably should have scored. So I think he he should put one away this week. Um, And with Torres... Yeah, just a no for me, just with the rotation. I just couldn't have him. What about you, Matt?
1: Yeah, I think with Jota, you keep him until uh, he's rotated out, so until Firmino's back and uh, he starts getting rotated out. So I think you keep Jota if you've got got him in. Uh, As for Torres, you could almost start moving him on. Uh, The next question, which will sort of uh, run... Uh, back to back. Uh, they, someone said they're thinking of moving Torres out as he's too risky. Who would you bring in? Uh, Benny uh, or Benrama, Sa or Saka or even someone else? Uh, out of that lot, I would say in order, you're probably looking at Benrama, Sa and Saka.
0: Have uh, it yourself. Yeah, pretty similar. I think Saka could be a differential play, but <laughs> I'd definitely have Benny and Sa above him unless you're wanting to do the differential route for that one. What do you do when you use your wildcard and end up with the worst score so far? <laughs> well, well, I, I might we let you both, answer that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I think we both did that this week. We, um, yeah, so as we've sort of, we have covered this a little bit, you don't build your wildcard team for one week. So, you you know, you stick fat, you've built your wildcard team for a reason, you put those plays in for a reason uh i think long you build your wildcard team for a long term so yeah
0: investing this yep um is it time to make foster a first choice keeper um for me probably no i'm going to stick with sar for at least another 2 to 3 weeks just because i'm spending that 5.0 so i want to just keep him in there for a bigger sample size but what about you mate
1: now i would say uh if you're uh if you've got him keep him and potentially playing for good fixtures but uh, I think there's better options.
0: Definitely. Um, Liveramento or White in game week six? Um, this is a tough one because they both have like a good fixture. Like Arsenal should hopefully keep a clean sheet, but I mean they don't look great in defence. So, But if you do have Liveramento, uh, I'd definitely be starting him. Probably wouldn't do both of them. I'd probably choose one or the other. What about I you? I think...
1: Yeah, I think Livermento drew the uh, potential attacking returns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And especially a Wolves side, which uh, haven't been great. Yeah. So I think a, if you've got a choice between those two, I think you go Livermento.
0: Definitely. Um, should we consider fixtures on form, for example, Wolves fixtures, um, or get in someone like St. Maxim, who has good form, but it's he's sort of not on everyone's watch list? Um, I think he will
1: be after this week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think he is. He um, did did look pretty good, but yeah, I guess with the Wolves fixtures you can buy into them a bit too much. But the stats said that Semedo sh- and that should have been a good shout. Him and should have been a good shout, but they just didn't play good. So I guess you'd want a think, bigger sample size.
1: Yeah, they're exactly right. You can't go on one off one week. I think the main thing is I normally don't get two defenders from the same team, so. Uh, unless it's, like, goalkeeper, defender, I don't go to defender. So, like, even when I'm thinking of bringing in Chelsea assets come game week seven, I'm not going to bring in Alonso and rodrigo It'll be one or the, or one or, uh, or the other. So, so you've got to sort of spread out that um, uh, that defence with di- different teams. I think you sort of just stick fat um, with uh, the Wolves, again, with the Wolves um, players. I think it's having a sort of mixture between... Form and fixture. So, obviously, for me, Saint Max pay, uh, uh, passed the eye test. Uh, he had decent-ish fixtures. Like, obviously, him and has had better fixtures. But um, you know, what I mean, I sort of looked at it and went, "Well, it's no Wilson. They don't really have anyone anyone else up forward." That's the reason yeah. I sort of went Saint Max. Um, but you sort of you sort of do a bit bit of both. Yeah, like you, you try and balance your team. You don't. Like you don't bring in like with wolves and with leads like we, we sort of got swept up in the hype. And if you had, you know, three leads, three wolves, you're in for a pretty bad week. So I think you sort of err on the side of caution a little bit, uh, with that. And um when they do start firing, then bring in your three. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um this is from uh the FPL Plonka this question, mate. Um, do I stick with Reese James for the foreseeable future or sideways to Rudiger? Yeah, it's a hard one because Rudigo is sort of nailed in. He's going to get you a clean sheet, maybe the occasional attacking return, but whereas Rhys James could just go bang and get you 15 points or he could be on the bench. <laughs> so it's, mm. it's hard to say, but I think I'd probably stick Rhys James maybe just because he is a little bit yeah. cheaper and he, and he does have that upside, but, I mean, you probably have a different take. No, I think if you've got Reese James in your side, as long as you do, you're do your
1: You've got a bench. Um, you keep him for an extra week to see if he starts. If he doesn't start this week, I think then you move on to either an Alonso or a, a Rudiger. I think you stay in that sort of Chelsea lineup. Um, yep. But yeah, I think it's just the wait and see with him. Uh, but yeah, so but if he doesn't start this week, I think you move on.
0: Yeah, no, definitely good advice, mate. Um, who are the pretenders and contenders as teams? with FPL assets. I'd probably say pretenders <laughs> at the moment would be Wolves for sure. Um, and contenders, yeah, Wolves, Wolves and Leeds. Yeah. And contenders, I'd probably say Man United, non-biased here. And I think possibly <laughs> West Ham, when their fixtures are good, you can you could have three players, really.
1: Yeah. I, as I said, with West Ham, I think it's two. But um, I'm going Ch- to say Chelsea... Um, I'm going to say uh, so Chelsea, West Ham, potentially Arsenal uh, in terms of uh, contenders for good FPL assets. Uh, yeah. Man U just depends on their fixture turn and how they play it. Um, yeah. In terms of pretenders, it's got to be Leeds and Wolves. It's got to be yeah. Leeds and
0: Wolves. <laughs> I think it's just them on their own because there's no other teams have had so much hype and then... I mean, mm. Rafinha did get a turn, and Bamford did get the um, assist, but
1: yeah, they still they, they still got they still got sort of attacking returns, mm. but um, yeah, just overall they didn't look good.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, might go with uh, uh, Norwich. Ever going to win enough games to be FPL relevant? Um, you're probably not banking on them to win games to be relevant. You're kind of maybe doing a pookie and trying to snatch like, you know, a goal in a three-one yeah. loss or two goals in a two or draw, or something like that. But you're never really going to look at them as you know, set and forget. It's more just going to be able to enable you to go elsewhere with other players. As I said in the last podcast, Norwich should be called the enablers.
1: Yeah, and I think I think long term wise, you know, you could stick with Williams pretty much the whole year. But other than that, you you sort of ride the um, you write the pictures.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, is Tony viable again? If you got him, probably just keep him on the bench and plug him in when you can. But yeah, when that fixture run does turn, he is looking like a pretty good option to have back in your team. So
1: yeah, come game week 10, I think
0: we're all going to jump back on him. Definitely. I might get on to what I plan to do for the upcoming week. I think I'm just going to roll this transfer, uh, my transfer over, just in case I need it for the following week. If Rafinha is injured and he's going to be out for a while, I might look at maybe getting Sarr in, or if I lose patience of Jimenez before the end of the week, he might be out for St. Maxim. But, yeah, definitely won't be sort of uh, being too hasty with that uh, free chance And I'll be probably captaining uh, Ronaldo or Antonio this week. So those are my moves for this week. What about you, mate? I wish I could uh, captain um, Antonio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am going to resist the temptation to make Any changes, which includes taking a hit to bring in uh, Antonio, I will not take a hit to bring in Antonio. Um, I will reassess. I I will reassess in game week seven with two frees. I will be bringing in, more than likely bringing in, Antonio uh, and or Chelsea or Arsenal defensive players. Um, But uh, come game week seven or even looking at Lukaku, but um, I will not be making a change given the fixture swing in terms of Chelsea uh, for game week seven. And I want to be in a good position come game week seven. So I am going to watch the uh, West Ham Leeds game with my, probably behind my couch, because <laughs> knowing what will happen, potentially uh, Antonio will, will haul. Um, I'll love it because I'm a West Ham supporter, but I'll hate it because I do not have him.
0: That'd be like me uh the other week when I didn't have Ronaldo when he scored the two goals. It was great. So <laughs> yeah, great night of watching, mate. Um that about wraps up the pod this week. Um head over to my Twitter, FPL underscore amateur underscore Oz for all my content and head over to Demos FPL West Ham. Um he's close to six hundred followers, so get on there and uh keep those follows up just so we can do our live space shows before each week. and head over to the Facebook, EPL Fantasy Images of Oz. And if you head up to my Twitter page and my Facebook page, we'll have our website linked there. It is up live and running. Um, should be content going up in the next week or two. Um, to find our podcast, it'll be on Podbean, Spotify, and hopefully Touchwood. it'll be on Apple this week. Um, thanks for coming on again, mate. Now that you're the co-host, you'll be on every week. <laughs> I appreciate it, mate. I'm look, looking forward to it. Too easy. all. Well, good luck, everyone, and I'll see you next